Welcome to the Simplified Trading Marketing Podcast with me, Alan Collins, an electrician, electrical service business owner and certified marketing consultant specializing in home service trading businesses. I want to take you, the listener, from confusion to clarity when it comes to marketing in your trading business. This podcast will help you gain knowledge, tricks, tips and methods that you can deploy straight into your trading business today. When it comes to sending out a quote for your trading business, I like to think you have to be very systematic doing this. We've got a method that I use that I find very successful, and I'm going to run through the steps here. Step one is getting them into your funnel. You've got to get them onto your job management software, and when you do so, you've got to grab their name, email, address, and phone number. Any less, and they're not serious about the job in my opinion. How you do this is a few ways. We've got a few methods. So if somebody calls up our phone number, we will have the receptionist answer. She'll ask them a few questions and then it will move on towards getting their details. Then we'll send them a job template, which we'll get into further in the podcast, but that will be the phone call method. If they send an inquiry via online email or form, we then will do a similar method. But if it's an online form, they'll basically have the details filled out. If they've just sent an inquiry via a generic email, we'll then again reach out to get the details, get the ball rolling, get them into the system. The reason we seek all the information and details is in 2016, data was deemed more expensive than gold. Always plan for the future. If you ever want to sell your business, having all this data in the back end of your system is going to be crucial. Even if you're not wanting to sell your business, there is going to come a time where you're old, you may want to retire, you may want to sell the business at that stage, and then you've got all this data and information in the back end. The reason data is so sought after is generally advertising companies will buy it. I'll give you an example. My wife was recently chuffed that she signed up for Westfield's whatever gimmick they had. It basically gave you an extra hour in the car park. It gave you some other benefits. What she has just done is handed over all of her information, the rego, all of that. So every time she enters the car park, they know about it. They know what kind of car she drives. They know what she's buying. It's Basically, it's scraping all of our data in the background that they can then resell it. They can approach a car dealer and say, we've got all this list of, let's say, Volkswagen drivers, Mazda drivers, Toyota drivers. Would Do you want to buy it? So that's why data is so important. Wherever you can, get full information. It's a pet peeve when someone makes a, a quote out to somebody like a Jane in Matraville. You want that full information. It wants to be Jane Smith, such and such a street, Matraville get all that information down and onto the quotas for legalities as well. If, if anything goes wrong or when the job has started and something goes wrong, they decide not to pay. What legs have you got to stand on when it's made out to a Jane and Matraville? That could be anyone. If you're still personally answering all the phone calls for your business, it's great to have a little template ready to go on your phone. I know you can do this on iPhone. You can create SMS templates. You can create one to do your quotes and have everything ready to fire that requests their information. Now, again, I always harp on about ServiceMate, but there's a function in this where, let's say they call your phone, you can then go into your last dialed where they've called, click the I for information button on it, scroll down, share contact. It will then appear with the little ServiceMate logo saying send booking link. You can click that and instantly send them the link. That will automatically send them a little form with their name, email, address and phone number and a bit of information about the job. The coolest thing about this is once they fill that in, it will automatically fill all the details out and create a job in your inbox inside ServiceMate. Really efficient way to do it. And that's how we do it. Sometimes 
Otherwise, we will just get the receptionist to to get them entered into the system and get the ball rolling. But that's a really quick way to get them onto the system. Step two is speed. The early bird catches the worm. If you are not going to get onto them quickly, they will go elsewhere. Particularly in service work, people have become more and more impatient that they're not going to stick around. Hope that the trader gets back to them in a couple of days or a couple of weeks. People are super impatient these days. People just want certainty that you are going to get back to them or you have received it. A nice little trick to do is have a template ready on your job management system. When the lead comes in or they fill out the form, you can send them a little template saying that we've received your inquiry, we'll get back to you very soon and then go from there. At least they're not left in the lurch wondering if you have actually received that form. Step three is qualification of the lead. Now that you've got their details, they're on the system and you are sussing them out for the job that they want you to do, are they going to be a good fit or are they going to be an absolute headache? So you want to read the language of their inquiry as well. If they're dropping in little things like quick job, small job, could do it myself kind of job, probably not worth doing. And again, I want to focus on remote quoting. We probably quote, I dare say, 95 plus percent off-site. So we quote everything remotely, just using a few tricks. Basically, one of the key elements with that is using Google Street View to your advantage. You can just type in the address into Google Street View. Two things, if you do pop it into Google Street View, you've got two really good things that are going to happen. If the house has sold recently, like within the last 10 years, odds are there's going to be pictures of the listing of the house available online on domain and you can just walk up and down the street in front of the house using Google Street View. You can check out what kind of build it is. Is it double brick? Is it single brick? Is it single story, double story? Can you get under the house? Can you get up into the roof space? Is it a flat roof? So on and so forth. If you need to look further back along the roof, you can then use Google Earth. Then you can see if it's a pitch roof that goes onto a flat roof as well. So that's a little trick that we use and it's just, it's made the efficiency insane of not having to go to site. Step four is requests and a little bit of homework. If I've got any bit of an inkling that this may be a bad lead, I make them work. So I will request a picture of an item. We need pictures regardless, but we send them a form asking questions. Again, you can get that made on your job management system and have it in an email template. We can get quotes out extremely quickly because of this, but you just have to ask the right questions. One question that we've added recently to our Tesla form is what kind of a job are you after? And one of the answers is I'm just after the cheapest possible solution to charge my car. If somebody ticks that box, they're instantly disqualified. We don't um, pursue that lead anymore. We just tell them we're not going to be a good fit because we get beaten on price. If they're looking for the cheapest price, we're not going to be a good fit. So it's all about asking the right questions and pushing the right buttons that you get the right answers. But if you have a form and you ask those questions, they'll give themselves up straight away. Then if you need pictures and they don't send through the pictures, you know they're going to be a bad fit. Or they they tell you that, oh, you don't need that picture because of X, Y, and Z. For example, we ask for a picture of the switchboard sometimes. They tell us it shouldn't need doing because it was done back in 2014, even though we clearly said there's been a rule change in 2019. They obviously are just trying to push it away. They don't want to pay for it. So that's an indicator to us that it may not be a good fit. That client may not be a good fit for us. So yeah, make them work for it. Get your pictures, get your information. And then once you've got those pictures and information, you should be able to quote a lot of stuff remotely depending on your trade. Step five is going to be the pre-quote sending stage. 
if they've sent back the pictures, they sent back all the information, the form, you're happy with it, you've scanned through it, now it's time to get your quote together. If they haven't sent any picture, go back to them again. Don't run the gauntlet and presume something about the job. Get that picture. It could save you hundreds, thousands, depending on how big a job you're quoting. Make sure you get all your information and then you're ready to send the quote. Step six is sending the quotation. What we like to do when we send the quote is have a nice little template made out. That template consists of our authority. If, for example, our reviews, other work that we've done, and just a little blurb about what they're getting. Make the quote more so about the client, not about you and your business. When you're putting the quote together, we can't stress enough, particularly in the service-based businesses, that you have pre-built pricing. You don't want to be working off hourly rate because it's not fair on you. It's not fair on your company. It's not fair on the client. The reason being is if you are a slow, inefficient technician, you make more money. Because you're most likely a business owner listening to this, You're probably an extremely efficient, really good tradie. And because of that, if you work off hourly, you're actually going to get penalized. Let's say a job takes you two hours and you quote 150 bucks an hour. That means you're going to get $300 for that job. Now, let's say you quote $300 for that job and the client doesn't know the time in it and you happen to knock it out of the park in an hour, you still get $300. And it's fair because before you go there, the client knows exactly what you're going to pay. They're not going to be up for what, let's say, for instance, it goes for three hours, four hours. Are they happy then to pay that $600? If you're good at your trade, you'll know how long stuff is going to take. And the more you do, the more efficient you're going to get, the better you are going to be at quoting. I can't stress enough to do flat rate pricing, fixed pricing, whatever you want to call it. It is the fairest way. It is by far one of the best levers that I've pulled in the business to change completely to that style of pricing. We do not work off an hourly rate. Everything is a fixed price. And it's just like when you go into Woolies or Coles, you pick stuff up, you put it in your shopping basket, you go to the checkout, put it on the till, they beep each item, and then each item has an individual price. It's the exact same principle for tradies. I don't know why we still have to do the age-old time and materials. It's just better off to work on this style, which brings me to the next thing, which is In your job management as well, you can pre-build all your prices. You can pre-build all your pricing so you can quote stuff extremely efficiently. It was quite easy to build the price book. We've probably got less than 200 items that constantly churn around. We might end up adding a new one every two, three months. But generically, we've got the same list that pop up time and time again. So we're able to pre-build that. We're able to put the time in there, the materials any little buffers, fixings, etc., and pre-build that into one little package and it just pops out in the quote as one line item for X amount. Step seven is sending out the quote. Now that you've got your pricing down to a T, you've got your PDF of your quote, you've got your little blurb on your template email ready to send, double check everything, double check that their email address is correct and send it off. What I like to do with this as well is send them an SMS via the job management system as well to notify them that we've just sent the quote The reason is sometimes the emails because of the job management softwares can sometimes end up in the junk or spam and you're wondering why they haven't gone back to you. It's in their spam. I've got a little blurb that says we've sent your quote. Please check all your mailboxes. It may be gone into the junk or spam folder. Check it out. If it's gone in there, mark it as non-spam or whatever they do. Step eight, the money is in the follow-up. Now that we've sent the quote, we can set up automations in the back end that they get followed up via text message and SMS every few days. I like to keep it the day after we send the quote, they get another email asking if they've got the quote, saying that we can see that they've opened the quote or not, but it's just another little nudge for them to give us an answer. 
A few days after that, two or three, we'll send another one with an SMS. Again, two or three days later, it goes on for maybe five touch points. And I know some of you may think of this as it's annoying, but with service work, we find that it's you either want it done or you don't. And the sooner we can get them out of the system or booked in, the better, because we don't want a backlog of jobs of hopeful that they're going to come back in two months. Some people do come back and they say, look, this has happened, that's happened, it's on hold. We will then move that job to a folder or a queue on the job management software called on hold. And we'll make a little note or a task that in 30 days or 40 days, we'll check back in on that job for one last final attempt. We'll send out that attempt, um, email it again, SMS them again, see if they're interested. If they don't reply back to that, we've seen they've opened the email. We'll just mark the job as unsuccessful. But if they do come back and say, yeah, we want it done in this, this day, that's fantastic. We've got that lead back on track. And that's how we handle the follow-ups. The money is in the follow-up. Do not just send a quote and then wonder two weeks later why they didn't get back to you. There is a lot more moving parts in the back end, but I just wanted to skim over our nine-step process. So hopefully found this helpful. Thanks for listening to the podcast today. I want to thank you for taking the time out to do so. I want to ask of a favor. If you know any other tradies that may take value from this, please send them the link. Also, please subscribe to the podcast. It greatly helps it. And lastly, if you're interested, we've got a simplified trading marketing course launching soon, along with a weekly newsletter with a marketing tip. To join the waitlist, click the link in the show notes, enter your name and email. I'll speak to you soon.